This is episode, well, okay, it's not episode yeah. <laughs> whatever of the Jetman with the Golden Gun, because we're done with that now. Uh, this is not one of our properly numbered episodes. It's uh, it's our second full Creature Royale episode. Yes. Uh, Originally, you guys were going to get, dude, I just don't think we can do that episode. It's cursed now. For us, at least. You and I. For us, can, at least. Okay, so here's here's the story, guys. Um, a couple of days ago, we had our annual get-together. It was me and Dave and uh, producer Mark and a bunch of the other people. You know when we've done the larger episodes with like five or six people sitting around a table? A bunch of those people. Yeah, like that is our annual get-together, and we sat down to do it. We sat down to do the first episode of Koryu Sentai Ranger. Which, uh, if for some reason you listen to the show and are not at all familiar, is the Sentai series that became... The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, so like I brought the DVDs, we had the whole setup, we sat down and recorded a full episode. And guys, uh, I it, it, that episode somehow did not make it out of the experience. It got like chopped up and was missing some pieces, and there was there was just something wrong with the recording. So we lost it. Yeah, you know what, man? I think we have. I have heard other podcasts talk about this, and I think you're just not a real podcast until you lose an entire episode. To like whatever dark sacrifice audacity requires of you to to keep it being free. Yeah, this was our. Yeah, it's it's a free program, but once every like hundred and five, hundred and six episodes, it just eats one. <laughs> so uh, this was our one. And it's so sh- we're real boys now, Matt. This is a real podcast. We've lost our episode. It, it feels you know what it's like. It's it feels bad, obviously, but it's a rite of passage, and I'm glad we've gone through it now instead of like. In a few now weeks you are we were, a man. When we were in the depths of Kaku Ranger. Yeah. So we had... <laughs> what's really funny about that is that Zoo Ranger had been... It was never released. I don't think it was ever even recorded. But Matt uh, and no, I did a proto-episode of the Super Sentai Brothers with Zoo Ranger just as like... Like a proof, like of, a concept. proof of concept. Yeah. Yeah, to sit down and say... Is this something that we can actually do and at least it would be sort of fun and funny? And we were satisfied with that. And then for this special episode, we thought, well, let's just go and we'll do Zoo Ranger. Yeah, we but will, then that was also, we will, it's also disappeared. Yeah, we decided to recreate the great never recorded episode of it, Super it, Sentai so that you would get the full the full experience that we have gotten. But, but nope. Yeah, sadly, twas not to it's be. It's gone. So, uh, that's gone, but we aren't going to do an episode of Creature Royale, but that's why it's late. We're sorry, guys. We uh, we really like to put these episodes out on Tuesday. 
Yeah. Well, Please I mean, listen, forgive. I, I think the last, I think honestly, the last time we missed an episode was like a year and a half ago on Christmas week. Uh, so other than, other than that in this past week, we have had a very good record. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is going to be kind of a weird one, Dave, because of course we are the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to talking about like 16 monsters from Die Ranger. Um, but the thing is, like, we're talking about Die Ranger. We've finished Jetman, and we've not yet started Cocky Ranger. So we're in this weird, like, limbo state um, with are, all the Sentai that we are yeah, committing to. We're the best at the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to talking about these sixteen Super Sentai monsters from Die Ranger. Yeah, it's a mouthful. But it's accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> so, what might be let's more get started. Is we are the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to trying our best to remember these 16 monsters from Die Ranger. I, rem- I totally remember some of these dudes. I remember so, almost all of these dudes. Yeah. So, again, if you haven't, if somehow you missed an episode of The Creature Royale, we have basically stolen wholesale the rating system that the guys Matt and Michael over at Ranger Danger use. Thanks very much, guys, for not being mad that we stole your thing. So what we're looking at for each of these monsters is, A, how cool does it look? Because some of these monsters look real, real dumb, but some of them look really cool. Is it memorable? Is it memorable? Like, when I look at this list, do I say, like, oh, yeah, that dude? Or is it just like, man, I don't remember who that guy is at all. Uh, the quality of the episode that the monster was in, how successful was the plan that the monster was a part of, and then X-Factor, which is just kind of however we feel like it. So, Matt, you just want to run through this list real quick to orient everybody, and then we'll start in on the new guys. Yes. Yeah, so at the top of our list, we have Jin, the Demon Fist, Matoba. Oh, he's so good. Uh, Jin is amazing. Uh, following Jin, we have a sort of three-way, most-of-the-way tie uh, with the Three Stooges. Uh, our favorite, of course, for the Three Stooges is General Kamikaze, followed by Teacher Telephone, followed by Company President Tombstone. Uh, they're in there is a unit, but they do have a ranking uh, among, right. you know, in and amongst each other. Next is Key Clown, and I'm honestly, now that I'm looking at this list, I'm a little surprised that Key Clown is that high. You know... Listen, I, yeah, he he got up there early, and we kept kind of looking at people and saying, like, is that person better than like a weird Charlie Chaplin rollerblade soul stealing clown? Actually, now that you say it that way, I know why he's that high on this. List. Yeah, I was gonna gonna say, and just nobody managed to top him up except for those couple. Uh, okay, so following Key Clown, we have the Kabuki Novus. Yep. Uh, followed by Heatwave Hood. Lipstick Songstress, uh, the Iron Mask Choryu, the uh, Darth Vader of Die Ranger. Right. Uh, followed by the three priestesses, the Ring Priestess, Necklace Priestess, and Earring Priestess, respectively. Yep. Uh, followed by Copy Empress, uh, the Four Kings of Heaven, who we determined were one character, uh, Duke Trump from the movie, Purse Monk from the second episode, uh, Tofu Hermit, who got into a uh, drinking contest with Kazu. Drinking contest slash drunken fist boxing. Uh, Baron String from the very first episode. Archbishop Saw, who was the sort of uh, sort of bad, ineffectual version of Emperor Palpatine 
to yes. uh, Iron Mask Fury's Death Vader. Uh, followed by Man of Jars, whose most notable moment was getting punched to death. You know, I still don't remember who Man of Jars what's that, is. We talked uh, about Man of Jars on the last episode, and I still don't remember who he is. Um, well, Dave, it is either the guy who uh, Daigo had to punch his way out of, or... No, wait, that was he. he no, that's Heatwave Hood. So this is the guy who uh, Ryu had to train himself by wrapping himself up in that, like, chain oh, harness. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yep. the, yeah, the, the most memorable thing about this guy is Ryu punching him to death. So he got pretty low on the list. Uh, funeral figurine ventriloquist. Yep. Uh, Cherry Blossom Viscount, whose episode I still cannot remember. And Father I Magnet. remember his look now, but that's it. I remember what he looks like. He, he did have a fresh look, but... Uh, and at the bottom of the list is Father Magnet, the magnet monster that got beaten by magnets. Yup. That's when we turn. That's when Bullet Shoji became Bullet Shoji because they literally used themselves as a railgun to launch Shoji at. It was amazing. Using like, into, yeah, it was pretty incredible. So yeah, dude, let's just get into this list. Yeah. So our next monster on the list is one of my faves. It is the Birdcage Vagrant. The the Birdcage Vagrant. That's the guy that has like a golden ogre leg. Is that right? Yeah, so as the episode begins, if you remember, he only has one leg because yes. like, his great power is in his golden kick, and so his leg was removed the last time he was beaten. By he's got, like a pet yes, bird yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who like lives in the bird cage that is his chest that like goes and snatches people and brings them back to inside of him. And he also and then just his... like rides around like in and on top of like a crummy like Bus van. Bus thing, and he uses his crutch like a rifle. Is that right? Yeah, it's a machine gun. And he wears a poncho. Yeah. Oh, dude. Now, is this the dude? No, that's General Cactus that I'm thinking of, who's a level 11 creeper. Yeah, no, this is the dude who just like sits on top of his bus and drinks beer and shoots guns at people. Yeah, this guy's awesome. Okay, so I feel like Birdcage Vagrant is pretty... Pretty high at the top of the list. Okay, actually, here's what I'm going to say, Dave. For me, and listen, we can bring it down to your level if we want to adjust this. Uh, I was re-listening to an old episode. In fact, I okay. was listening to our our wrap-up episode for Dire Ranger when uh, I was feeling a little nostalgic about the previous season, so I was giving it a Aww. re-listen. And I actually said that Birdcage Vagrant was my favorite monster of the week. No kidding. Now, that doesn't count Jin or the Three Stooges, but I would Dude. put it at least around Key Clown. Now that I have a little distance, I'm not sure I stick to that, but I want to put him at least around Key Clown territory. Dude, he is he's a super good monster. I was going to say, I think he should definitely be up near the top. He's like a poncho sombrero birdcage monster with like a golden ogre leg yeah, nobody gets that leg back it's just like oh man he just kicks it's, everybody he just all over drops the place super kicks all over the uh, it's it's rad and so he's pretty successful if i recall correctly he's a successful monster yeah he's got i wouldn't say like the shne- like he doesn't he's not like a slick like oh man what a monster sort of monster but he does have a great look like he has a very interesting and iconic look yes uh, that's so, the quality of episode. This is a Shoji episode, so it's got to be a good one. It's got to be good. Uh, They're all amazing. Uh, he did manage to capture Shoji inside of his like 
hell dimension inside the birdcage. Birdcage, but yeah. That Shoji had to like hitch a ride on his bird pet to escape from. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, man. Okay. Also, if we're talking about X Factor, what I really loved about this dude is how much he kind of didn't, like, had kind of exiled himself from the rest of the Goma. Right. Well, he had lost his golden legs. He was like, well, if I can't be, if I can't be, like, my best self, then I'm out. So he's just been, like, around for a long time, but he's just been, like, selling birds out of the back of a van. Okay. And I think Zydos went to go find him, if I remember. That sounds familiar. Zydos did a lot of recruiting of other monsters. Okay, so how do you feel about this dude? Where do you want to put him? Okay, uh, is he better than Jin the Demon Fist? No, absolutely not. I don't think so, no. Is he better than the Three Stooges? No. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I feel like the Three Stooges has such an enormous advantage because they were in so many episodes. Yeah, but I mean... Listen, that's it's not an unfair advantage. We're ranking based on how good they are on the show, and they're amazing yeah, no, that's in the true. show. Okay, so is he better than Key Clown? I think he is. He might be better than Key Clown. If he's not better than Key Clown, he is better than Kabuki Novus. Yeah, he's definitely better than Kabuki Novus. Just do Key Clown is like a weird char- rollerblading Charlie Chap. It's the rollerblades that really. Like, dude just is on rollerblades. He's, like, on rollerblades with a bowler derby. And, and like on a, a beach and drinks Mai Tais. Like, yeah, man. Key Clown is, like, I feel silly because he's one of the very first monsters. But he is really good. But, okay, he hangs out on the beach and drinks Mai Tais. Birdcage Vagrant hangs out on a bus and drinks what I can only assume are, like, Micheladas. So... Oh, that is a good, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of the two, I actually, I really like a Michelada. Um, okay, well, I mean, based on... I think I think we got to go Birdcage Vagrant. Okay, listen, I, I never expected that X Factor was going to be Doseki's Factor, but uh, let's go for it. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Thank you, thank you. Um, okay, man, so... So Birdcage Vagrant uh, comes in at number five on the list, beating out Key Clown for that long slot. Yeah. Okay, so next on our list, Dave. Now, this is one that I know that the Power Rangers version of this monster is actually very low on the creature feature. Because in Power Rangers, he was awful. But I can tell you that in Die Ranger... Media Magician is amazing. Oh, yeah. Media Magician is... Uh, dude, he's another really cool monster. He is. Actually, he he might knock out Birdcage Vagrant immediately on that number three slot. Man, that's a one-two punch, but... Okay, so let's, yeah, let's he... talk about Media Magician for a minute. In case y'all have forgotten Media Magician. Media Magician is a dude... And I say a dude and not a monster, because for half of the episode, he's just a regular He's just human. a dude. Yeah. And he's not. He's a Goma. And most, of, uh, most, if not well, all, the okay, Goma have yes. like a human form. But, okay. So let me tell you the, the broad strokes of this episode. If you forgot, the media magician meets Rin. Convinces Rin that she should become like a pop idol. She falls in love with him and becomes a pop idol 
uh, his plan is to like suck her life out as yes. like she sings and then use that life energy to like do, I don't know, something nefarious. I forget. But he can't go through with it because like he sees the true love that Rin has for him and he like is stirred Abandoned. by that and like oh my gosh and has like real human emotion and turns his back on the goma yup and they are about to win like the bad guys are about to win and media magician like betrays them and saves rin yeah and then- and like if he had not in theory that would have been it like the goma would have won media magician like his plan that he was part of was good enough to to beat the Die Rangers. Yeah, so quality or success of plan, like... Super successful. Like, 10 out of 10. I mean, he he scuttled it at the end, but that was entirely his call. Yup. Um, How cool does he look? Not actually super cool. Um, I have a fondness for part of his look because there was a bit where he, like, stopped time and rewound it. Okay, that okay, that was cool, and he does look a tiny cool bit like Johnny had. Five. Okay, I mean, I'm not looking at a picture of him right now, but I, I will take your word on that. Yeah, if you look up a picture of him, not like totally, but but like it's basically they just got like big, huge, round eyes. Actually, you know what? It's not quite as much as I'm remembering. Although he does look cooler than I remember him looking. He does have like a big shoulder, like a big flash bulb pauldron with like a shutter stop button. And he like like it's easy so with he, film and stuff. Yeah, that's actually is kind of a cool look. It's not as cool as Birdcage Vagrant, like not by a long shot. No, 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 no. But it is a, it's a better monster look than I remember. So, but the fact that he's, he's got like a full like redemption arc and love story, and then he died tragically and was like resurrected to fight the die rangers and they had to like re-kill this dude that had like just like turned oh, on man the goma to like help them and it was very sad like dude that was a good episode i forgot about that great episode like i had forgotten about it until i saw the list but yeah he's real solid so again better than Jin the demon fist no no better than the three stooges I'm still going to say no, because although I had, like, genuine emotions for the Media Magician, like, nothing compared to how the Three Stooges, like, really tug at the old heartstrings. Yeah, they, man, they just, they really do. And, you know, I think the Media Magician maybe could have with a longer arc, but they didn't give it to him. They gave it to the Three Stooges. Yeah. So, okay, so I don't think better than the Three Stooges, better than Birdcage Vagrant. I'm going to say, yeah, I think he is. Hmm. I mean, I'm willing, that, I'm willing to be talked out of it, Dave. That's a tough one. Okay. So here's what I would say Media Magician has going for him is that, like, he does have a great story. He does turn his back on the Goma. He's certainly and, a more interesting character than the well, Cage Vagrant. He is a more interesting character, like, on the surface. I grant you that. But again, dude... Golden demon, like golden ogre leg with like mega kicks, and he exiles himself, and he's just yeah, been chilling I mean, out, drinking beers for six thousand years. Like I, because he just get it. Oh man, uh, that's a tough one, dude. I think I think this has to come down to. I hate to do it. But I think this one's got to come down to your magical flipping coin. 
Okay, uh, so who heads is what, tails is what? So we'll say uh, heads is Birdcage Vagrant and tails is the Media Magician. Okay, and our number three monster is... Uh, heads, Birdcage Vagrant. Okay, so Birdcage Vagrant stays and coming in at number... What would that be, six then? Uh, four, really, because the... Uh, well, oh yeah, okay. The Three Stooges count as one monster for the purposes of this list. Right. One ranking, I guess is probably a better way to say it. All right. So next on our list is... Who's next on the list here? Oh, uh, scroll scroll down, Dave. It's the General Cactus. Oh, oh dude. Okay, so... So... General Cactus um, was a real creepoid, uh, and he kidnapped little girls, and he turned them into dolls, and then he turned dolls into, like, living little girls. It's really creepy. Dude sure does. Yeah, Dave. Honestly, I am looking at this guy near... No, not near. This guy is the new bottom of my list. Uh, Like... He's just... Yeah, like Father Magnet lost in a way that was embarrassing to him personally, but General Cactus is just like a real gross dude in a way that I wish I did not have to include on this list, and so... Yup. Are we, are we good oh, with yeah, the bottom? Yeah, dude. I kind of don't even want to talk about him anymore. He's just like, he's weird and gross. And I just, yeah, he's not cool, dude. Like, he's just, he's like, the dude is a sexual predator. Like, I don't want to talk about it. But like, yeah, man, that, that's what's going on with this monster. Yeah. He's, he's a sexual predator and he's at the bottom of the list because he sucks. So yeah. that's it. Let's even, talk about Sergeant even, even Cannon, Even if it was though. never, like, explicitly stated, like... Dude, that dude sucks. It is, yeah, no, that guy's the worst. Although there was so, that, okay, there was that one moment in that episode where Daigo had like a conversation with the soul of a cactus, and that was pretty fun. Okay, that was a fun moment, you know, but I don't think was like part of General Cactus's plan. No, 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 no. I think that was actually how General Cactus lost. Yeah, so he's terrible, but let's talk about someone who isn't terrible. Sergeant Cannon. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Cannon. Now, sadly, Sergeant Cannon... Who I is think, also going to be, like, way at the bottom of the list, yeah. but I do harbor a fondness for. Well, I am I am looking around Baron String territory with this dude. So, Sergeant Cannon, here is... He's a cannon. He's just a dude who's a cannon. He's got cannons on his shoulders, and he's got one big cannon on his back. I think, and it I thought turns that big out, cannon, like, was his head, wasn't it? Uh, maybe it like, I think it sort of comes out of his back and becomes his head. It's not, it's a little bit weird, but anyways, the biggest problem with Sergeant Cannon is that it turns out his giant super attack, he's only got one shell for it because he has a literal cannon that has actual shells inside of him that he shoots, which has weird implications that I did not think about until just now. He's just like shooting his organs at people. I yeah, that's I think the best possible version of that. So, but he's only got one shot and it doesn't work. And then he's just like he sort of gives up. He's like, "Well, that's, that's what I had." This dude, he was in the episode where one of the Jin episodes, and I think yeah. that like either Jin saved Rio from the cannon shot or the other way around. I, yeah, I don't remember exactly, exactly, but it's basically like, yeah, he like he does his one move and it doesn't work and then he gives up and then that's sort of it. I've got an affection for the dude because he's such like kind of a, 
like I don't know if it really like comes off this way in the show if this is all headcanon, but he like he really comes off as like a weird sad sack. Like he wants to do well, but he just can't because he literally just, doesn't have the yeah. tools. But he does have a great look. And he I, has a super cool look. I did find him extremely memorable. Yes. I think mostly because of the look. So let's start let's start at Baron String. Is he better than Baron String? Um, he looks cooler. He, he looks way cooler. Definitely. Yeah, he really does. But is way is also way less effective. Yeah. So yeah, I is. would say, dude, like he kind of brings he's like a toady. Because Zydos brings him along, but he doesn't do much. And he's got that one shot, and he doesn't work very well. I mean, dude, even Mana Jars, Ryu had to like level up to fight him. Yeah, I th- yeah, you're right. I actually. think Sergeant, yeah, I think Sergeant can like Sergeant Cannon just goes down. Like that's it. Yeah, I don't even. I, think, I don't even think he gets to become giant. Ah, uh, no, I don't think he does actually, <laughs> which is really weird for that late in the series. So, is he better than Funeral Figurine Ventriloquist? I'm going to say so, because I didn't remember Funeral Figurine Ventriloquist until we started talking about him. That's fair. And I absolutely I remember totally Sergeant fair. Cannon. So, better than Funeral Figurine Ventriloquist, but below Man of Jars. Yep, that is the new spot at slot number, what is that, 23? Yeah, looks that way. Yeah, 23. So, that's Sergeant Cannon. Next on our list, Matt, is... Count Kaleidoscope. Count Kaleidoscope. I feel like I remember who this dude is, but I cannot remember what actually... Like, I can remember what he looks like, but can't remember what happened in his episode. Can you uh, can you help me out on this one, Dave? Yeah, this Matt, he is the guy... He also creates illusions. It's like a Daigo um, peacock... What's her name? Kujaku. It's like a Daigo Kujaku oh. episode. Right, this is the dude. And he, yeah, he makes the. I remember illusions. Yeah, he's the one who makes the fake peacock tear that. Kujiku oh, dang! That's after. right. He so he. That's why I don't remember him. He doesn't really seem to have his own episode. He is like because he's in. This is like in with Gara, right? Yeah, this is like a where they're Gara, like they're going after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Gara Kujiku episode, and he is Gara's like minion in this episode. Okay, what is he? What does that dude look like? Dude, he's got a great look. He's got a sword. He's got these high boots. I don't boots remember and this, this like, at all. Jacket with tails. Like, dude, just look up Count Kaleidoscope for a second because he gets big points on the look. Count Kaleidoscope, RangerWiki.com. Oh, yeah, he does look pretty rad. That's a neat look. But I'm going to say, I didn't remember him. So, so low on memorability, man. Sorry, Count Kaleidoscope. I, let's see, where would I put this dude? I'd put him above Duke Trump. Yeah, definitely above Duke, definitely above Duke Trump. Let's see, cooler than the Four Kings of Heaven? I would say cooler than the Four Kings of Heaven. He's, uh, actually, would I? Yeah, I don't know, dude. Because here's the, I didn't, I, the, for me, this big part about Count Kaleidoscope is I don't really remember him. I immediately remember the Four Kings of Heaven. I, I upward, slightly upwards of a year later. Like, those dudes are awesome. Yeah, I do. Listen, I know that that's why we have memorability as a factor, because it's been a while since we've seen that show. I do feel kind of bad for some of these guys that, like, we are ranking low because of memorability, because I think that if we had seen this episode more recently, we would be a bit more charitable to the Count Kaleidoscope. 
Yeah, I can see that. But on the other hand, does this list not give us the benefit of perspective? Yeah, really brother does. mine, really does. So not as cool as the Four Kings of Heaven, but cooler than Duke Trump. Yeah, I'm comfortable putting him in there. Sounds good to me. Kaleidoscope. Yeah, no, it's pretty hard to spell. It's a weird one. Okay, so after Count Kaleidoscope is Pachinko Great Master. Oh, dude, Pachinko Great Master. Love him. Love him, love him, love him. So here was the deal with Pachinko Great Master is he 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 was very like strong in the force, basically. He had like super strong um, Yoriyoku. Yoriyoku. But he was not really interested in fighting. Like he fought a little bit, but he was a Oh, l- that's right. He was a lot, lot more interested in just going to a pachinko in, parlor. It's like, dude just friggin' loves pachinko. And just that's giving right. everybody pachinko fever. And like it kind of seemed like he was going to be attacking people, but he wasn't. He was just playing more pachinko. No, just and dude just loves pachinko. And the Goma Masters got really, really frustrated with him because he wouldn't just attack the Die Rangers. But what happened was, uh, I think it was, oh, how did this work? Akamaru had this monster called Thunder, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Yes, and, dude, Thunder was rad. And Thunder was sort of like powered by Yoriyoku, but he could use, he could like suck it out of other people to use it. So since Pachinko Great Master was sort of like a bad like, he was bad at being a monster, but he was really powerful. He operated kind of as, like, the battery for Thunder, if I'm remembering this correctly. That, that right to you, Dave? Yeah, I think that's completely correct, actually, which I'm super impressed you remember that. Sorry, I had to look him up because I wanted to remember his look. And I, did, <laughs> I ended up on the Power Rangers wiki instead of, like, the Super Sentai wiki. And in Power Rangers, Pachinko Master, Pachinko Head is what he's called. And it just says, Lord Zed casts a spell on Ernie's, like the juice bar dude, on Ernie's pachinko machine, causing Rocky to develop an unhealthy addiction to having fun. Uh, That is 100% true. Um, That That is... is... Why does Ernie... First, why does Ernie have a pachinko machine in the juice bar? Well, I mean, why in story does he have a pachinko machine? Because that's a I don't much even, more complicated answer. I don't even care. Because the <laughs> real answer is because they had footage of a pachinko monster, Dave. So stupid. Um, um, so. That, I, that one, I think, was actually a... I, I, I have heard that episode of uh, Morphin Grid and Ranger Danger, and that actually was a fun one. Okay. Well, no, that's great. I'm glad. <laughs> that is when... That's great. It, 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 apparently, at some point, Rocky sort of turns a corner in Power Rangers. Oh, and, and like isn't being the worst. Like, he starts being sort of a lovable doof. Apparently, all right, on that's like cool. Somewhere around Zio, nice. So okay, so <laughs> Rocky and his relative merits and flaws aside, Pachinko Great Master, where's this dude set? Okay, well, I do like his look. I like maybe his not, look. Maybe not quite as much as I like to count Kaleidoscope's look, but I do no. like his look. So... Um, let's see. And he... And he does kind of lead into Thunder, which I think might actually kind of hurt him in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like the coolest... Although I love that he's not actually... I mean, he is a monster, but he's not. He's like, yeah, guys, like we just want to play Pachinko. If, put, 
if I'm ranking him on X Factor, I'm giving him a lot of points for like his. I, I tend to give people higher points in this X Factor category based on how much they don't care about being a Goma. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's a really good. If you don't want to be a Goma, I'm way more in your camp. And so plus at one point he turns. I think. Oh, who all is it? He turns a couple of the Die Rangers into like images on a giant pachinko ball that he like kicks around. I am certain that he does that. Yep. He sh- man, I'd forgotten about that. He does do that. That's amazing. Because like when he's in a fight, but like Pachinko Grandmaster is a really good monster. He just doesn't want to be. Yeah. So okay. So is he better than? Definitely better than the three priestesses. Yes. Yes. Okay, is he better than Iron Mask Choryu? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, Iron Mask Choryu. What's weird is that I feel like he is not better than Iron Mask Choryu, but he might be better than Heatwave Hood, and Heatwave Hood is like two slots above Iron Mask Choryu. Well, Heatwave Hood got up there on a. He is a cool monster, and he's got a great look, and b. The episode he's in is just so good. That's true. That's very true. Okay, so I'm going to say my vote is below Iron Mask Choryu. Yeah, I'm with you there. Because Iron Mask Choryu also has a lot of X Factor because he's friggin' Darth Vader. He's 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 Darth Vader, but in like a samurai costume. It's amazing. So... Not a samurai costume. Or sorry. Like a Ming Dynasty... Yes, yeah, yeah. Suit. So, Pachinko Master, higher than the Ring Priestesses. Matt, who, while I'm making the change on the list, who is our next person? Who's our next? Okay, here, now he's on the list. I feel like we've already talked about him, because we kind of have already talked about him, is the Hungry Wolf Demon, because the Hungry Wolf Demon was Jin. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I, okay. okay, and and we were having sort of an not an argument, but we were having a disagreement before we started recording as to whether or not Hungry Wolf Demon was going to get ranked separately because it's so, a separate like costume. I'm I am on the side of ranking him separately, and here's why: is I feel like he's a he's a plot device more than anything else to make Jin like sick and dying. And he he does look really cool, and the Rangers do have to fight him, but I feel like, as far as a monster goes, it would, they just didn't want to be like, well, Jin has like cancer or something and is dying. Like They wanted to make it a monster, and so it became right. the Hungry well, it, Wolf it Demon. It wasn't just a thing that was killing him. It was also a thing that was like making him lose control of his own body. Yeah, and, like, okay. Be in servitude to Zydos, which he hated and was like fighting against. All right, how about this? Yeah, okay. I I feel like we need to do, in my mind, because if we're just ranking Hungry Wolf Demon by himself, like just the things that Jin did when he was Hungry Wolf Demon, he's going to go way lower on this list than I feel like he should go. Um, If you just include him in like Jin's story, it doesn't really affect Jin's ranking at all. And I feel like if... I just don't want to... Like, we don't have to like write him down, but I feel like... If we write him down separately, that's weird. So either put him in with Jin or just don't rank him. Well, okay. Yeah, all right. I can hear that. The one thing that I... My last point I'm going to make, and then I'll let it rest, and we can just sort of not rank him if you want, or put him in with Jin. 
is that he is a monster that Jin himself is also fighting. Like Jin is fighting the hungry wolf demon also. It's not just the Rangers. It's this other amazing character who is also in struggle against this monster, despite the fact that they like share a body. Okay, that's a much better point than I was really considering. I actually just thought about it, and I felt real good about it. No, that's good. That's good. Okay. Okay, in that context, if we are able to talk about him as an entity entirely separate from Jin, where does he go? Okay, I think he actually goes super high on the list. See, that's the thing. is Until you said that, I thought if, if Hungry Wolf Demon goes separately, then he's just like a weird like slasher monster that, you know, because like, there's those couple of scenes where he's like hunting people in the park at night. Um, but like other than that, he doesn't do a whole lot. But if we're considering him as like a separate dude, okay, he's also like Jin's enemy then we got to put him kind of high on the list. I think we do. You know what, dude? I, I think we just put him in. I think we should rank him separately, but I think he just also goes in that number one slot because... Oh, no. I don't think he's as good as... The th- Even considering that, I don't think he's as good as the Three Stooges. Okay, okay, okay. So is he better than Birdcage Vagrant? Um, I'm... He's definitely better than Kabuki Novus. Definitely. He might be better than Key Clown. I don't know if I'd be willing to put him above Media Magician. Yeah, I think he's better than Key Clown. Because he doesn't really have a character is the thing. Exactly. He's he's just an animal. Yeah. And yeah, he's there entirely on the strength of like the power of the struggle against him. But I'm cool with that. I think he's cooler than Key. I like his episode better than Key Clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like one of the best Jin episodes, and those are some of the best episodes. So good. Okay, so Thunder. 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 Where does it go on the list? Oh, my gosh. That was... That's a different show, Dave. And we're just not a real, just we're a not, real easy lob, and you not, couldn't. It's a different show, and if there's one thing that we never do on the Super Sentai Brothers, Dave, it's talk about any other forms of media. All right, where does Thunder go on our stupid list of stupid <laughs> monsters? <laughs> I don't um, know, somewhere okay, in the middle. Thunder's okay. So yeah, Thunder's okay. He's got a cool look. I really dig that he is like uh Warstar. Warstar, right? No, uh Battlestar, I think. Okay, listen, I'm not gonna look up like an entire list of the Shi'ar Imperial Guard, but I know that I know the dude that rides on his list back is called Bani. Yeah. So just Google Bani and whatever is next to that is his name. Nope, it's totally it's totally Warstar. Awesome. Okay, awesome. His uh, his like actual name is Kull because uh, he's see? an alien, and aliens don't have vowels. So yeah, yeah but more stuff. That is probably like a weird knowing that he is a member of the Imperial Shire Imperial Guard. That is probably like a weird pun on a name of a character from the Legion of Superheroes or something. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually very possible. So. If you happen to know weird details about Battlestar, or was it Warstar you said? Warstar. If you happen to know weird details about Warstar, uh, we are on Twitter at Super Sentai Bro. Let us know. <laughs> okay. 
So. Oh, right. Where is he on this list? Um, He's a cool monster. I like that, like, Akamaru rides him around like a steed. He's in some good episodes. It's fun that he, like, feeds off of Great Pachinko Master's energy. But, like, he is another dude. Like, he doesn't have his own character. He's just a thing. Yeah, he just sort of... Yeah, like, Akamaru rides him. Oh, worst, uh, Bini and Kakul are named after Beanie and Cecil, an early animated cartoon show. It's like Jetsons, Flintstones, Beanie and Cecil. Oh, all right. Good Sorry. to know. Sure, I, I guess. So, yeah, like, he's cool. He looks neat. He's got, like, he's super powerful. He, it's a good fight. I remember that much. And I remember yeah, that a Kamaru sort of rides him and then, like, merges with him. So that's neat. But aside from that, like, yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot going for him. Okay, so, so where would you put him in relation to Pachinko Master? Because he was, like, the other dude in those episodes. So he's not as cool as Pachinko Master. Like, the fight part is better, and there's more drama surrounding Thunder. But truthfully, it could have been drama surrounding, like, any powerful monster. Like, that's Thunder's whole... He's just... Like, he's just a bruiser. He's yeah. not super interesting in and of himself. I, I'll tell you this much. He he doesn't have sweet dunks. He doesn't get in a drunken boxing match. Oh, that's true. His dunks are very bad. He's weak dunks. And dude doesn't, dude doesn't hang. So um, he's definitely below Purse Monk and Tofu Hermit. Okay, we're above or below Baron String. I, I'm uh, gonna have to say above Baron String. Yeah, above Baron String. Baron String's real stupid. Because at least Thunder, like Baron String, they knocked out like you know at the be- very beginning of the second episode. He got them all together. But like Thunder, Thunder was a legit threat. He was just kind of boring. Yeah. Okay, man. I'm super excited about this next one. Daijin Ryu, the Great King of Terror. Okay. Now I almost. I almost didn't put him on the list. I can see I, why you wouldn't. I kind of can't count him as a monster. Well, because they don't actually fight him because they can't. Right. He just like roll. He's like a plot device more than a monster. Yeah. Even so, dude, I love Daijin Ryu so much. It's like calling Galactus a supervillain. Like he's not really. Yeah. He's just like he's his own. Yeah. He's his own thing. Okay. But well, dude, dang, man. The show, they sold a toy of him. And he looks rad, and he murdered, like, millions of people in Tokyo. So, as much as I love Daijin Ryu, do we put him on the list? Because you make a good point. He isn't actually a monster. Uh, okay, let's I- talk about Daijin Ryu for a minute. And then, if it feels right, we'll find a spot on the list. Okay, so, obviously, he's insanely powerful. Right. He's so powerful that it is not even considered whether or not he can be fought. By either the Dai Rangers or the Goma. Just no, like everybody the, recognizes Daijin Ryu is going to show up. And like if he does and does his thing, he's just going to destroy the planet. And there's nothing anybody can do to stop him. Yeah, like, the, that's size, just it. the size scale on that dude is like if you as a human were standing next to like the Megazord, that would be the same as like the Megazord standing next to this thing. Yeah, he's just like... Yeah, he's huge. So he's he looks big. rad. He's, he's a, a giant, giant dragon. Dragon from space who comes down to destroy the world if it gets out of like a neutral, balance. like within like a certain tolerance of neutrality. 
So, dude, I love him, but yeah, I don't see where... Because he's so outside the context of like every other monster on this list. They don't yeah, fight what him. Do you, do? You, you can't put Daijin Ryu on the list between Birdcage, Vader, and Medium Magician. Like, he's yeah, you may dude. as right. You may as well try to put like an earthquake on the list. He's just not like it's just a completely different interaction and relationship. So I, I feel like we don't put Daijin Ryu on the list. Okay. Okay. And, so and the last monster before we get to the big ones is Lieutenant Shiryu. Unless you want to argue that he doesn't belong on the monster list. Hmm. Because actually, now that I'm thinking about it, in that episode, in that last Die Ranger wrap-up episode, you might have called Lieutenant Shiryu your favorite um, dude, like, ally. Is... Yeah, dude. Okay, so Lieutenant Shiryu, he is a Goma, but he is Doshikaku's like, right-hand man, because remember, Doshikaku is actually oh, also a oh, Goma. Yeah. It's uh, sorry if dudes, if you were listening to this one and you haven't already finished the Die Ranger season, uh, I, I am sorry that we just spoiled. Yeah, like, we just spoiled that like Die Ranger, but gigantic plot point. We've also been talking about like all the plot points of Die Ranger so far. So yeah, so uh, yeah, dude, he is man. He doesn't even feel like like they do fight him. Die Reno does kill him, yeah, but like goes like berserk. Yeah, and it's but it's also like a weird misunderstanding. Yeah, because like they're both kind of trying to work for Kaku, but but like yeah, they don't really realize it. Communication, and he looks super cool. He's like he just looks rad. Great look. So no, I okay. I think he does go on the list because Iron Mask Choryu is on the list. Media Magician is on the list. Okay, that's true. So, so I I think he goes on the list. Want him. So. Okay, he does look super cool. He does have a great episode. And he is a cool dude. Right, and he himself is just, like, he's rad. He's, like, what's, super what's dedicated really cool to Kaku. Is that, like, he is a Goma. Like, he makes no bones about it. Like, he was the dude that when Kaku went back to the Goma, he's like, yeah, I've been waiting for you to come back. I've just been here. He does, like, like doing the Goma, this Goma thing. Yeah. But he's also, like, a good dude who's just, like waiting for other people in the empire to like be on his side so he can do some good in the world. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking right near the middle. Let's see. Okay. So lipstick songstress, better or worse. I like lipstick songstress more. I think she's more memorable. Okay. I would agree with that. Cause she just looks so dang crazy. Uh, Iron Mask Choryu. I think he goes right in a in b- right above or below Iron Mask Choryu. Yeah, those dudes have a lot of similarities. They got a lot of similarities. They're both super cool. They both have real neat looks. I think he's not as cool as Iron Mask Choryu. Okay, so let's put him right below. Yeah, because like they're both dudes in armor who have at some point swapped sides between the Die Tribe and the Goma Tribe. Um, they both kind of show us something about the fact that like neither side is fully good or fully evil. Um, they both got great looks. They both got great episodes. But we get more of Iron Mask Choryu. Yeah. So yeah, dude, those guys are those guys are both pretty cool. Okay. So, so now, now, now we are getting into the big guns. Yeah, so that's all the regular monsters from 
Dying Ranger. Now we are into the Goma Commanders and Goma himself. Yes. So first, who was not like properly a Goma Commander, but basically, yeah, it was sort of weird. Okay, so do you want to start with a Kamaru? Yeah, let's start with a Kamaru. Okay, so a Kamaru is hmm. If you don't remember, Akamaru is Ko's like twin brother mm-hmm. that was raised by Shadam in the Goma world and then died, was like crushed by a rock. No, no, wait. No, wait. Don't tell me. I remember. Akamaru gets crushed for a second time in a cave-in, reaching for the hand of the mother that he's never known. Oh, she's also being crushed to death in a cave. Oh, yeah, as she is also crushed to death in a cave-in. And also that's Ko's mom, and it also is the chief. Oh, yeah. Uh, Listen, remember how Jetman's raw? Like, Die Ranger isn't as raw, but sometimes Die Ranger was raw. raw. Yeah. So, okay, a Kamaru. So here's a quick question. Do we put the Goma Commanders in just the overall monster list? Or do we make a separate, like, commander's monster list? I kind of feel like we should have a separate list. I agree. So... And the, so, like, the Goma commanders and the Viram, like... Will be in their own... Yeah, they'll all get their separate deal. Okay, so let's run through this real quickly. We've got a Kamaru, and then the three weirdo bondage Goma commanders, Zydos... Zydos, Gara, and Gara, Shadam. and Shadam of whom Shadam is definitely the leader, and then there's Goma the 15th, who is the 15th and uh, hereditary, not hereditary, but the 15th like commander, emperor of all the Goma. Yes. Who it turns out is made of mud, but they're all made of mud, except maybe a Kamaru who just dies, but we don't know. Yes, but like maybe his dad was mud, so maybe he was half mud. It's very uh, unclear. So it's unclear. So I would say a Kamaru is definitely better than Zydos. Zydos is the lamest of the Goma commanders, I think. Yeah, I really do like Zydos, but he's definitely I yeah, I think all on Zydos the same tier, but Zydos is the one that is closest to being on that lower tier. Yeah. Well, he is notable I think mostly for the other monsters that he brings to the party. You know yeah, what I mean? He's really good at like recruiting and bringing in new monsters of the week. Yeah, he's the dude. Like he's the dude who gets invited because like his friends are all super cool, and because you know his what head I'm saying. Volcano, and also because his head is a volcano, which does not hurt at all. So Zydos at the bottom, I would say. Then a Kamaru. Uh, then Gara. Do, do you think that Gara goes up there or just shot him? Oh, dude, I think. Man, that's tough, actually. No, I think Shadam is the best. Like, he's the biggest, he's the baddest, he's the one that's in charge. He's, like, he's dropping crazy monsters, he's plotting, he's intriguing. He's, he's being, doing all sorts of stuff. He's being a great Goma dad. Being number one Goma dad. But on the other hand, Gara isn't actually, like, a much more complex character. Yeah, because she know, starts like, as part of the was, Die Tribe. She was cool. She was Kujaku's best friend. She has this whole revenge angle. And like she has Ooh, that really is, great yeah, moments in like tough. those last few episodes with her and Kujaku. Um like Kara is actually of the three Goma commanders, 
she might be the most interesting. Yeah, okay. That I think would be definitely true until we get to like the last maybe two or three episodes. Oh, where it's you like know it's like right. you are Kaku right. Kaku who's got like a six thousand year grudge against Shadam. And those no, no, dudes no, no, are no, fighting no. like a blood gr- duel. The 6,000-year grudge is specifically Gara and uh, Kujiku. Like, there's a name of the episode called the 6,000-year oh, grudge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, those two. <laughs> That's right. But there is, like, there's bad blood between Kaku and Shadam, and sh- they're fighting to see who's going to be the next emperor of the Goma. Um, like, I, yeah, again, I think okay, you would you know, be right if it weren't for those last, like, two episodes. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. So, uh, I guess the question there is, where does Goma the 15th go? Dude, okay, I feel like Goma the 15th goes... It's a tough for me between, for him between two and three. And honestly, it's just because he's so straight up bonkers. Like his weird broken egghead, his like crazy voice, the fact that he like floats around and fishes souls out of hell... Like, he's just so nutty. But, okay, ultimately, though, for me, I think he goes beneath Gara, just because she's such a more interesting character. I think that's really fair. I Like, Goma the 15th is very cool, and I really like how when Goma the 15th and Akamaru come into the show, they really do change the tenor of the show in a, yeah, like a very real everything way. gets weird when they, not like weirder when they show up. Like, Shadam okay, man. has to sort of, like, maneuver around him, and Akamaru is always trying to bring them down. And, like, use Goma the 15th against Shadam. Yeah, it's real nutty. So, I think that's our list, dude. Yeah, so that is our list of Die Ranger monsters. So, here, I think, is how we're going to do it going forward. Um, we are obviously not going to have time to do the Jetman episodes before we get to Kaku Ranger. Yeah, no, because there's we're recording no the first way. episode of Kaku Ranger in like two days, two three days. Um, so I think what we're gonna do is we will institute at the end of our episodes, starting with episode one of Kaku Ranger, the Creature Royale, where we will start to put the Kaku Ranger monsters on this list. Yes, and then as we have time, we will do another one or two bonus episodes to fill out the list with the Jetman characters, which I realize is weird and out of order and an imperfect system, but that is just how it's going to have to be until we can get caught up. Yep. But I'm cool with that. Oh, yeah. Very cool with that. Okay, Uh, well, I think that's it for this episode then, right? Uh, Yes, that is going to do it for another episode of the Creature Royale. Uh, Before we finish up here, Dave, I would like to remind you and all of our listeners at home they can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember, shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's what's going to help new people find the show. The Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah.